This episode of Little Bit Leave It is brought to you by Miranda, where you have the right to remain entertained. Previously on Little Bit Leave It. Hey, 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 everybody. Welcome back to Little Bit Leave It, the podcast where we talk Love Island UK in the USA. My name is Ben, and with me, as per usual, Rebecca. Good morning, Love Island. It's going to be a beautiful episode, and I'm so excited. I'm glad that you are excited. I am excited, too. We are in the sixth season. We are at the eighth episode. We will recap, we will do a deep dive, and we'll talk fashion, and of course, we'll wrap up by ranking those couples. Okay, so we have a pretty uh, spicy preview at the top of the episode. We see the lap dance challenge that is coming. Would you believe that I don't have any TNA related to that challenge? Well, I mean, I think it's almost uh, the whole thing. It's low-hanging fruit. The whole thing is TNA. We see Rebecca. The worst Rebecca. Yes, the worst Rebecca. We see the new girl. So that's a pretty exciting preview. We know we've got an exciting episode in store. We see the Islanders waking up after what I think is a day off, which would make it their ninth day in the villa. So the date of this episode is January 20, 2020. First of all, cool. Second of all, this is like the last innocent time. Yep. So they've been in there, what, like 10 days? This is the ninth day. Okay, so they got in the house around like the ninth or the 10th, right? Yeah, yeah, something like that. What was going on in Europe? I wasn't even following it. Yeah, we didn't really do the prep for this. No, we didn't, but now I'm like thinking about it. This is interesting. Yeah, no, it is. I think that if I remember correctly, that coronavirus was spreading around Italy probably by late January, Probably when they went in, it you know certainly had been in China and was known right. to be spreading and there were fears about it spreading, but I don't think it had been a big, it wasn't a big thing in Europe yet. Okay. So this is like the last innocent time, like I'm saying, they're all going into this house, you know, they've heard about it and maybe, you know, a lot of these contestants are not the most plugged in right aware people you could say that yes i I just did say that so i'm thinking like sophie doesn't know her ass from her elbow so i'm pretty sure sophie has no idea yeah what's going on the point being they're going to go into the house this is a vague thing they might have heard of and then they're going to come out into like utter roaring hell well and that's why i'm wondering did any of the producers tell them about it I doubt it. First of all, we don't know how much exposure the producers have to the outside world either. I would think they certainly knew what was happening. Probably. That's, yes, probably they did. But then it doesn't make any sense to tell the contestants. They're already cut off from everything. They already don't have contact home, media, et cetera, right? Right. So they wouldn't have heard about it. I mean, I get that it doesn't make sense in terms of the show to tell them about it. It doesn't do any good for the show. I think I'm wondering... That'll distract them too. Like, would you want a bone knowing like a pan... Well, that's a stupid question. (laughs) (laughs) But what are the ethics though of not telling them? That's what I'm saying is like, don't they have a right to know? Well, yeah, I, I think the psychologist should have talked it through with them right before they left. But being in there is probably the safest place to be. Yeah, I agree so that it's they're safe. Not in, they're not in danger. And I think people also worrying about their loved ones at home would be, you know, to the detriment of the show. Right. I understand that it wouldn't be good for the show, but still my question is, 
as human beings, don't they have a right to know? And if not, at what point, you know, do they have do they have a right to know? What if London had been hit by a nuclear bomb? Well, that's totally different. Come on. That's totally different. That's extreme. But let's say that the pandemic had hit London, right? It wasn't Italy. It was in England. A pandemic is one thing. Not everybody in a 50 mile radius is going to be instantly incinerated. Right. But I, I'm just you saying. You might know someone or two or three who gets it, but the, even that's not a death sentence. Right. But let's say that the pandemic was instead of being in Italy, that it was in England. Would they have a right to know then? <sighs> I was thinking, well, if you're going to let them out of the house due to this horrible emergency, then it makes sense to tell them immediately. But the last place I would want to go is out of the villa where they're probably, you know, like I said, super safe. Yeah. I just don't think unless you're going to send them out, I don't think it's necessary to tell them what's going on unless it becomes unavoidable. Like, hey, your mom died. Yeah. And I guess also... It didn't take off in the UK until after it was even in the United States. Right. And so certainly before it was a big deal here, people were not paying much attention to it. People didn't take it very seriously. People here. Yeah. yeah, people here in the United States did not take the pandemic seriously, in my opinion, when it was in Italy and in China before that. And so, yeah, I think actually the truth of it is that the producers probably didn't think it was a big deal. Which is kind of crazy. Looking in, in hindsight, right? They didn't know about it, but also the producers were like, eh, what's the big deal? We've I had think, pandemics before, you know? I think it's not insensitive for them to have started like that, given the timing of it. I do think that as it exacerbated, I would hope that those decisions were made more on an ethical basis and less on a who cares basis. Yeah. Yeah. I guess from the people making the decisions, right, apart from looking at the ethics of telling them or not, you also, I suppose, have to consider the state of mind of the people making the decisions. If all the messages they were getting was, oh, this isn't that big of a deal, can you really blame them for not passing it on to the contestants? Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, <laughs> ethics is hard, you know? There's a reason there's a whole branch of philosophy devoted to it. Man, I should stop watching The Good Place. <laughs> so... Anyway, anyway, back to lap dances. But before we get into the lap dances, we have some pretty funny stuff happening in the morning of day nine. We have Kana with a G bring in Sophie T and then he offers to make her breakfast and he makes her a Welsh rabbit. Welsh rabbit. Welsh rabbit. Is that like a silly accent? We will get into this in the deep dive because yes, that's right. Our deep dive is into a specific breakfast dish that Kana with a G prepares for Sophie, which looks absolutely terrible. It's like American cheese on toast. This is the second installment of our Shades of Whales series. Yes, two whales-focused deep dives in a row. So what do you think? Kana with a G brings breakfast to Sophie while she is chatting it up with Leanne and Paige. I thought the two kinds of juice was a nice touch. Yeah. That, that, that was, was a baller move. That was funny. Yeah. On the rare occasions he shows personality, I actually really like him. He's really funny. And then when he was walking away, he made a couple that I thought were double entendres. You know, let me know how it tastes. And then, and that wouldn't have been so dirty, but then he goes, help her finish it off. Wow. I Yeah, uh, I don't know. that. Well, he, also, he's like gorgeous. He's in his underwear. Like, yeah, I think your mind was just in the gutter. That I don't hear those doubles up. He had this like, but he had this like smirk on his face. He was giving her sex eyes. Mm -hmm. No, I'm, mm -hmm. I heard it. 
I heard it. Yes, according to OG Connor, it was dead and he got it completely wrong. Yep. And it did look gross. Yeah, it looked disgusting. I wouldn't have eaten that. Paige did. Yeah, well, Paige, Paige will eat anything. No, that wasn't a double entendre at all. <laughs> okay, you got me. You got me. That wasn't actually, but. Well, you know, and then Paige tells her, I'm sure they have normal food in Wales. I mean, that. <laughs> I, I so rarely see you speechless. So, I mean, it is, it's gross, but we're going to talk a lot about it later. So let's keep going. But I'm more interested in what do you think about the conversation oh, that the girls have? the song, the R&B gospel, Paige and Finley. K-I-S-S-I-N. Tell them the last letter. G. Yeah. That was adorable. I love Leanne. She is one of my favorites. I think she doesn't get enough attention on her for being funny, but she is funny. She is sharp. Yeah, no, she is surprisingly entertaining in certain moments. I agree. Why are you saying surprisingly? Because she's very, very shy. Yeah, but she's good. I like her. So the girls, they talk about Connor versus Connor with a G. They talk about Finn. We see the guys returning the favor with a little bit of talk about Paige. And then... The next big scene we have is Shauna and Nas. Their Rocky montage. There were so many great little snippets of conversation. Yep, she tries to tries to get Nas a little bit more confident, takes on the role of personal trainer. You know, it's funny because she asks him why is he single and he says he doesn't see anyone in the villa in a romantic way. Sure, that's why. Well, I mean, I think he saw Shawnice in a romantic way at first, but actually, I don't think that... I know you don't like Nas. I'm coming around to him. I get it that he might not be that into them. And also, especially when people are teasing you, like, yeah, he's probably not thinking romantically about any of them at this point. Fair enough. Fair enough. I don't know. I don't think he's afraid of rejection, and he definitely trusts his sauce. Yeah, I agree. I don't think that lack of self-confidence is really his problem. In fact, I think maybe he's too self-confident and needs to dial it back a little bit because it rings hollow. I don't know about that. I think that... Um, His sauce is too saucy. I think that he comes on too strong, but I actually guess that would come from insecurity. That's also possible. Right? Maybe he's just a jerk. I don't know. One of us is right. So then another snippet of conversation I thought was great was when Nas tells her, I feel like you were pretty accurate in what you say. And she says, I'm basically a weather woman, which is hilarious because meteorology is not known to be an exact science. So accuracy and meteorology are almost diametrically opposed. Well. In a literary sense, uh-huh. of course. I'm not talking about like actual numbers and science sure. and smart people. I'm just talking about, you know, like a stereotype. It's a joke. Yeah. Yeah, like maybe... uh, Baseball players and meteorologists. They can, you know, get it right 30% of the time and be considered great. Well, yeah, well, she could have used, I guess, like fortune teller or something like that. Oh, yeah, because now you have a career known for its uh, clarity and honesty. Are you saying you don't believe in fortune tellers? Nope. And then finally, Nas says, I know what my type is. And boom, Shauna says, alive. Yeah, that 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 was clever. That was really funny, really clever and super mean. Yeah, yeah, that was mean. She is, she's very nice to him in one sense, but, you know, some of the things she says to him are a little bit mean, I think, during this scene. Well, Nas gets some of his 
friend banter sauce back later this episode. So we've got a text. Mike and Leanne are going on a date. I love the hashtags. We've got hashtag hands on and hashtag catch feels. And I love the way the guys and girls reacted to it because the guys think it's massages, hands on. The girls focus on catch feels and they think they're going fishing. Yeah, that is um, dumb. It's a nice subversion of gender roles. Uh, How so? Well, the boys think it's going to be a sexy romantic date and the girls think they're going fishing. Um, I think the guys are a little bit more focused on the sexy kind of, uh, you have to get naked for a massage aspect of that date rather than the romance. But, you know, I'm glad you think uh, so highly of us. Well, these boys are a particularly wholesome bunch, I have to say. Yeah, 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 you're right. They're totally thinking about the romantic aspect of the couple's massage. By the way, isn't that a little sexy for a first date? Yeah, no, it's way too intimate. It's way too much. Way too intimate. Especially for those two who've had a very gentle physical courtship. Yeah, but they're they're fairly playful about the whole thing, uh, the whole situation. Of course, Leanne is pretty goddamn rough on Mike. <laughs> That was absurd. Yeah, she was bad at it. But it was nice to see them make some good conversation. Yeah, no, Mike really does decide to take the opportunity to ask her some questions. Doesn't graft too hard, but, you know, a lot of flirty banter and uh, really tries to get to know her a little bit. Well, we get to know Mike a little bit, too. He was Mm -hmm. a pro football player. Yep. He's a big fan of Sheffield. Or did he play for Sheffield? I think he he was in their farm system or something like that. Maybe he actually played for the uh, the major team. I don't know. I don't and think they he, have farm systems. And then he got bored of that and became a cop. Yeah, then he, he probably was not going to make a huge living. I don't know. He I don't know. Out. Yeah, I would assume that he could have stayed one if he wanted. But Well, he made it sound like, okay, I was bored. I'm moving to the next thing. I'm always moving to the next thing. I have a lot of things I want to do. Isn't yeah. It? Yeah, no, so. that's true. I, I actually liked Mike more after yes and they're both you know they're both from ghana Mm -hmm. so that was a point of connection for them yep so wait can we talk about leanne's quote of the day yeah sure you are very kind understanding not great with your hands and you're not funny and you're not six feet tall but i feel like i see potential and that is the exact kind of thing i would say to you so leanne wow that's, that's harsh. Really? Yeah. We've been married for 10 years and you would say that to me? Well, no, not that, but, you know, a, a shit sandwich, a compliment, neg compliment. That was more like, I, I don't know. I, I That was harsh. How I, did I tell you that I loved you? I don't remember. You know, I love you, but your shoes are horrible and they have to go or something like that. I don't remember that. Really? No. Wow. I mean, I remember something along those lines. Okay, so I'm, I'm paraphrasing. Yeah, I remember I'm something along those lines, but I don't think that was the first time that you told me that you loved no, me. No, it totally was. I did it on purpose like that. Really? Yeah, because that way, if you didn't love me back, we could just make the joke about the ugly shoes. Because I, I think that what I remember actually was being a little bit tipsy in bench swing in your parents' backyard. Correct. Is that, the, are you thinking the same thing? Yeah. That's, oh, okay. That's when. All right. Yeah. Well, I remember that. Yeah. It was Father's Day. Was it Father's Day? I mean, that was the first time I met your parents. Yep. And you wow. still loved me. Yep. Believe it or not, folks. Believe it or not. So, date's over. They get back from the date. We see that whole ritual. 
la da da. And then we see guys chat. Nas talking about his sauce. What, what do you get out of this guy's chat? I enjoyed seeing Nas rib on Callum and Connor. Just because he takes so much shit, it was nice seeing him trying to take the piss out of them, except he was terrible at it. He has so much sauce and they're so stiff. I liked his impression of Callum. Oh, hello, girls. But Connor and Callum both have girls. Although, according to Nas, Shona finds you very good looking no matter what comes out of your mouth. And that's the only reason he's in the position that he's in. That was a good burn. Yeah. And he's kind of right about that. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. But then Nas and Callum encourage Connor to go talk to Sophie. Good move. Yeah. I think Connor does a really great job. Yeah, I I have mixed feelings about Connor. If you think about how Connor has behaved over the last couple of days, he has given Sophie the space to get to know Connor with a G. He's also executed these very tactical moves, like with the dance in a few minutes, but also this conversation. I think he really does a great job in trying to win her back. Well, to be fair... My mixed feelings about Connor are that I really like how he's acting. I find him more and more sexy as he steps up and deals with this challenge, but it just makes his haircut bother me more. And I was going to talk about this in the TNA report, but I might as well drop it now. His hair is hurtful. I find it offensive. Oh. It throws off his whole face. Oh. Well, I'm, I'm sorry you hate his hair so much. Me too. And then Mike and Leanne actually return from the date. Yeah. And Leanne gets credit for being funny. She, her funniness is recognized and I felt good for her. This is a very good Leanne episode between the song and the date. Yeah, this is probably one of her best episodes yeah. in, the, in Love Island because she's not been that great so far. She hasn't been that prevalent. Yes, she has not she's been. She's always been great. She hasn't, yeah, you're right. She has not gotten a lot of screen time so far. Um, so this might be her best episode so far. I had to stop myself from letting a, a spoiler slip out there, but I'm Uh-oh. saving that for Spoils of Love. That's right. If you support us on Patreon, you can stay tuned for Spoils of Love. Spoiler-filled conversation continues at the end of this podcast. All right, let's get back to the island because we've got a text. Yep, it is the boys versus girls challenge. The one that usually comes, I think, a bit later. Yeah, this is in early. the year. Yeah, very early for dirty dancing, lap dances, uh, heart rate, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But it's such a good one. It's always a good episode. One of my favorite things about these episodes is watching people who aren't in couples react to each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's also just funny to see which islanders really get other islanders going because this one this one has led to some some drama that's exactly what i meant yeah yeah so guys are dancing first and um since mike decided that he was going to rate himself on a scale of one to ten we decided to rate everybody guys and girls on a scale of one to ten we do not know each other's rankings in advance no we did them separately we did them separately so we start off with Mike. Hot! Yeah, Mike is probably, Woo! looks like he was a stripper, I think. Bum crack in your face or no, like holler Mike. Yeah, those I moves. I definitely put a 20 in his 
G-string. Those moves. Well, I gave Mike a 7 out of 10. He gave himself a 7. Yeah, that's why I gave him a 7 out of 10. Because he gave himself a 7 out of 10. No, I'm sorry. When he, like, kisses up Leanne's shin to her knee, like, I felt that. Mike, I gave him a 9. Okay. Well, Finn. Finn comes out and he's got, like, a leopard print thing. He's a caveman. Caveman, that's what he is? Okay. Yeah, he's a caveman. So Finn's a caveman. He's got that going. And and actually, for somebody who said he couldn't dance at all, I actually thought he was very... I liked him better than Mike. I, I gave him a 9 out of 10. Well, I gave him a 7 because he was cute and goofy and he definitely danced better than someone who can't dance. And he surprises himself, which I loved. But no, I gave him a 7. He was cute, but it, there was no fire. Next we got... Well, we're probably grading these a little bit differently if I had to guess. Next we got Connor... Who's dressed up like a lifeguard? Babe Watch. Yeah, the fact that he used Baywatch as his music was yeah. kind, of, kind of perfect. Very funny. Very funny. I actually, especially because of the uh, the Sophie CPR thing, I gave him a 10 out of 10. It was so ballsy and I loved it. Yeah. That was so great. Um, I gave it an 8 because it was weak otherwise. Ah, well, so then we've got Nas coming out as Goofy Cupid. He looked adorable and he kept it from being cringy. I have to give it to him. When he like traces up Shawnice's leg with the arrow, that was so perfect because it was flirty, but he didn't even touch her. Because you know Shawnice is like ready to, you know, snap on him. Yeah, I still don't like her. Right, but that's okay. And then I also liked when he put his butt in Leanne's face and then turned around and said, no touching and like smacked her with the arrow. Yeah, that was really funny. Yeah, he was really cute. I gave him an eight. I, I don't know why. I give him a four out of ten. What? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why. I just, I, he seemed also kind of half-assed. I just didn't think there was enough effort there. And I would have liked to see him flirt with somebody. But he doesn't think of any of them in a romantic way. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know. I get it. So next we got Callum. And he is anticipating the pandemic with his costume. Oh, is he Dr. Love? Yes. Well, he's no Alex, but anyway... And that's a season four reference, yes. by the way. So his little kiss with Shauna was cute, but I wrote not much to write home about except abs. I gave yeah. him a six. For some reason, I gave him an eight. Again, have no idea why I did that, but but I did. So uh, then we've got Connor with a G, and he comes out as an American football player for some reason. It was cute. I liked yeah. it. Well, I just thought for a British show, that was a little weird, but... No, I mean, we do English costumes, not we, but Americans do English costumes all the time. Sure, but I I just would have thought like rugby or soccer would have been the more logical choice. But, you know, I don't know. Whatever. I really like the thing he did with Shawnice where he put the football on his crotch and then her hands on the football. Yeah, that was That was cool. That was inventive. I didn't even give him a rating. (laughs) Yeah, you know, it's funny. I actually didn't either. He's so boring. He got an incomplete. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, he got a pass, but it was pass-fail. Yeah, he gets Uh, incomplete. Like seven. Seven. I'm sticking with incomplete. (laughs) And they all picked great songs, I have to say. The musical choices for the guys were much better than the musical choices for the girls. And I don't know who picked them, but every one of those guys' songs were... Sexy bangers. And not the Baywatch one, maybe, but it worked. Yeah, it was funny. So then it's the girl's turn. And Shawnice. And she's a very strong technical performance. But I did not find very much sex appeal going on. Yeah, exactly. I can't say better. It was a great dance, but it was completely sexless. Yeah, I gave her a 6 out of 10. I gave her an 8. Okay. You know, good job, but... And then we got Shauna. And I will say this. Shauna, she really put the ass in Astronaut. 
<laughs> Galactic space girl, Shauna. I loved when Callum said, I like the outfit. Keep that. Yeah. She looked banging. Oh, and, yeah. You know, she had a mare when her microphone got stuck on her zipper or her zipper snagged. But that zipper was supposed to go even further down. So I'm a little curious as to what would have transpired had she not had that mare of a fashion moment. I know. I know. I, um... I think we all regret that that fashion. Well, I don't uh, regret it. I just really, you know, for my, for the report, for science. Yeah, for science. For journal- and journalistic curiosity. She looked great, but her dance was a six. Uh, yeah, I gave her a seven out of ten. Paige then comes out. She is the lion tamer to Finn's caveman, or maybe she's the Jane Goodall to his... No, that was to his chimpanzee. <laughs> no. no. Maybe she's the Jane to his Tarzan. Maybe. Or like the kinky ringmaster. Yeah. Like a dominatrix ringmaster or something. Well, I think she does fantastic. Yeah. She was hot. Putting the whip in Mike's mouth was hot. I feel bad for Finn. He got the worst part. Yeah. But he seemed to take it, you know, like, oh, she was teasing me. Like, he takes it in stride. He knows. Yeah, no, he was, his reaction was great. If in doubt, shake the bum. I gave her a nine out of ten. I gave her an eight and a half. And that was actually, no, that's not the highest rating. Just kidding. Then we've got Leanne and... She's just, you know, she's Leanne. Are you kidding me? She looks hot as hell. All the guys were like, damn, she killed it with her dance. And OG Connor finishes it up. Mike was so happy and I see why. Well, yeah, I mean. She got a nine for me, man. Leanne brought it down. This uh, is Leanne's episode. This was Leanne's day. I don't know. I gave her a seven. I just was not wowed in any particular fashion. Uh, But moving on, we got Jess. Oh, I bet you gave her a ten. Why, have you taken a peek at my rankings? No, because I was completely unimpressed. She's a shitty dancer, but the cleavage does all the work. Yeah, so uh, I gave Jess a 10 out of 10. and You're a terrible person. <laughs> I gave her a 5. She's so bad at this. Like I said before, I think we were judging the men differently, and now we're judging the women a little differently. And then we've got Sophie coming out. Now, actually, I thought Sophie was... Sophie was really phenomenal. She does a great job. Really? She does legitimately look like a Victoria's Secret angel. I could see her walking the runway easily yesterday, but she can't shake her ass. Yeah. No, I I don't think that she is necessarily the sexiest of all the girls by any means, but she is just very funny and she does good enough dancing and... When she takes Mike's hand and kind of almost rubs it against her crotch. I thought that was a that was funny, right? That was... The look on his face. There are a lot of really good looks. I don't have a timestamp for that one, but I have a couple other ones you guys are going to want to go onto Hulu or whatever. Yeah, and, and check out some faces. We've got a couple momentarily. So, so I gave Sophie a seven and a half. I gave her an 11 out of 10. Stop! Yeah, I thought it was really good. I thought it was really good. Really? Yeah, I thought she was just very funny and entertaining. And Oh, I'm so underwhelmed. Okay. Yeah. And then we had Rebecca to close it out. She surprises all of the Islanders. She comes out of nowhere to do some dancing. So they focus on the guys watching her come down. And at 40.04, Nas's face is like, wow like a kid walking into like the biggest candy store ever wow so that that was really sweet and then ben's favorite at 40 15 oh is that shanice's face that's shanice's face yeah that look is priceless 40 15 yeah you got to screen cap that one we should screen cap that and put that in the show notes yeah we should she is beautiful though rebecca yeah i will say that 
you know, this season, just like seemingly every season of Love Island before it, those first Islanders that come in, those are usually or very frequently the hottest people in the entire season. Well, sometimes they throw a last minute curveball. Jamie the Calvin Klein model. Yeah, but in previous seasons, I think a lot of the best looking people have been the very first people right into the island after the first cast. And so they're key. They do a great job here with Rebecca. She is gorgeous. Of course. I like how she puts Mike's hands on her boobs. Mike was into that. Oh yeah, of course. Who wouldn't be? And then another great face, 4532, when they get the text about Rebecca and hashtag sex goddess. Mm-hmm. I feel like if there isn't already a meme with that face, that face needs to be memed. That Talking one about Shawnee's uh, face. Yeah. yeah. No, and Shauna's face. And Shauna's face, too. Yeah, Shauna. That's what I thought. She has the, the crazy face there. Yeah. So anyway, Rebecca's dance was a uninspired six. Yeah, I gave her a seven out of ten. Who cares? Yeah, who cares? And then she gets to pick dates. Yeah, she gets to pick dates, but then we also hear the results. Oh, that's right. I didn't even write them down because you did. Yeah, so those results... Very interesting. So very quickly, the guys. Who excited the guys? Well, Sophie excited Mike. Mm-hmm. Paige excited Finn and Finn excited Paige. I think they're the only kind of mutual response among couples. Rebecca excited Connor and Callan the most. They now go meet with her in the hideaway. Sophie also got Connor with the G's heart racing. And then Nas's heart was set a flame by his buddy, Jess. I think she looked a little grossed out by that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. She wasn't. She was not into that. Yeah. And among the women, we had Kana with a G got Shanice, Leanne, and Sophie. All three of them. Damn. Yeah. That caramel sauce. (laughs) Callum got Shauna's heart racing. Mike got Jess's heart racing. Don't forget mm-hmm. they had that little thing. And yep. Mike was hot. I can't believe more people did not have lady boners for Mike. And we already mentioned Finn got Paige going. So that is about that. We're going to see those dates next time. Yeah, Shauna said, oh, this always happens to me. But she got rid of the last bitch that took her man on a date. So you know what, Shauna? I have full confidence in you. You'll get rid of this bitch too. Yeah, I'm I'm not too worried. I think Callum is, is going to stay loyal to Shauna. Who knows, though, with Connor and Rebecca, though, he seems very dead set on Sophie. So she may just strike out with both of these guys. All right. So let's get into a deep dive. Yay. I think I'm becoming our resident whales expert. Do you prefer orcas or blues? Maybe sperm whales? Not those kind of whales. I meant the country. Oh. Uh, yeah, yeah, the country. Whales. Oh, I had no idea. Yeah, yeah. Completely confused. Okay, well, oh, I forgot. We got to get to our sponsor. Yes. So this episode of Little Bit Leave It is brought to you by Miranda. Cutting the cord was supposed to save you money. But with all of these new streaming services popping up, it seems like you're buying a new subscription every month just to keep watching the shows you already love. Disney Plus to watch Hamilton, Sex in the City on HBO Max, And did you say you wanted both CSI and SVU? That means ponying up for Peacock and CBS All Access. You thought you were going to have to kiss your savings goodbye, but kiss those other streaming services goodbye instead and switch to Miranda. 
the only streaming service that collects all of your favorite Miranda-related content in one place. Watch in agony as Bianca is kept in the dark that her best friend Babe's daughter Bess is actually her own daughter Miranda, unaware that the two babies were switched at birth only to fall off a second-story balcony when she learns the truth and later miraculously revive from her coma when Miranda is placed in her unconscious arms in one of the most memorable arcs in all my children's history. From Lin-Manuel to cops reading accused criminals their rights, the Miranda Network is all Miranda all the time. Rewatch Sally Field in her masterful performance as Miranda Hilliard in Mrs. Doubtfire. Witness the evolution of Miranda Bailey, one of the most important supporting characters in Grey's Anatomy and the reason we have spin-off series Station 19, which, we want to be clear, is not available on Miranda apart from scenes featuring Miranda. Folks, it's all here on Miranda, where you have the right to remain entertained. Okay, let's get to this deep dive on Welsh rabbits hippity hoppity rabbits nope welsh rabbit is that thing sort of that kana with a g made for sophie for breakfast should he cheese on toast well it's not really just cheese on toast though occasionally that is how one might prepare it at home however really you're supposed to toast the cheese and the bread separately and then you put the toasted cheese on the toasted bread whereas cheese on toast you would grate the cheese put a slice of cheese on of cheese. bread and then just toast it right grilled yeah or broiled until yeah. melted and golden yes right slight variation but in any case Kana decides to share some of this native culture with Sophie in the form of a breakfast that, as OG Connor and others point out, it, that breakfast looks awful. I think Connor with a G actually does call it a Welsh rarebit, and he says it's a delicacy from his homeland. Looks to me like American cheese melted on a slice of bread. You know, people make fun of British cooking, but I found it hard to believe that they melt shitty cheese on bread and give it its own special name. Well, I saw a recipe and it was like a mixture of milk and cheese. Exactly. And beer. Exactly. Yeah, he doesn't quite get it. He doesn't quite do the Welsh rabbit justice. Turns out there actually is an interesting story behind this dish, which you can believe it, the dish is over 500 years old. And like a lot of other aspects of English culture, you find remnants of the cultural domination of the Anglo-Saxons, the domination they pursued over the conquered Celtic peoples uh, after the fall of the Roman Empire, which I know that sounds like a stretch and maybe a little crazy, but bear with me. So there's this old joke, which was originally published in 1526. It says... God asked St. Peter to do something about all these boisterous Welshmen who were in heaven because they were drinking and yelling, and causing a, a lot of discomfort to the more uptight Englishmen who had also ascended. So St. Peter pulls a classic prank. He gets on like the heavenly loudspeaker and says, there's a bunch of toasted cheese outside the pearly gates. So all of the Welshmen, they get up and they run as fast as they can to go get that cheese. And then St. Peter quickly closes the gates behind them. Hence, there are no Welshmen in heaven. And that joke is a play on, I guess, the fact that there really is a tradition of the Welsh eating toasted cheese as a kind of staple of their diets. That's cool. Yeah. That's a good choice. Yeah. So that joke, yeah, it's kind of the two cultural forces that really combine to give us the Welsh rarebit. So wait, 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 wait. In 1500, they knew what loudspeakers were? 
No, I added the loudspeaker oh, thing. Checking. Yeah. No, that's my, when you tell a joke, you try to give it your own kind of spin, your own language. So it sounds a little bit more natural. Did you just mansplain jokes to me? I just did. Awesome. Yep. Yeah. That was also a joke. Was it? Yep. It was. But you can be the judge at home, folks. So anyway. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. So we got these two cultural forces explained in that joke that really give us the Welsh rare bit, which is the English stereotyping the Welsh as stupid to assert their superiority and the Welsh love of hot cheese. So where does this come into the rare bit rabbit though? So rare bit is actually a more recent invention. The dish was known at least as far back as the early 18th century as Welsh rabbit. The rare bit didn't emerge until later in the 18th century is the first occasion of anyone having a rare bit associated with it. Rabbit goes back into 16th, probably the 17th century, maybe the 16th century, maybe 500 years old, which is kind of nuts. So the joke was that either the Welsh were too poor to afford real rabbit or too stupid to know the difference. That was why it was called Welsh rabbit. There's no doubt that Welsh people actually really love toasted cheese. I mean, who doesn't? And it's really popular still today. So I have good news for those of you who think Kana is an idiot bachelor who can't cook because as Becca alludes, a real Welsh rabbit usually involves making a sauce from cheese, beer, mustard, and maybe some spices like cayenne pepper, or I could see adding nutmeg in would be pretty good. A simpler version might be to just put toasted cheese on toasted bread with a little bit of mustard on it. So basically, it's kind of just like a beer cheese sauce that you eat and with a big soft pretzel. But instead of a soft pretzel, you're putting it on toasted bread. That actually sounds pretty delicious. You can put a fried egg on top of it to make it a buck rabbit. That sounds pretty tasty, too. So while I was doing this, I also found out that there's something called the English rabbit. So it's hilarious and disgusting because in the early 18th century, all these Englishmen, they wanted to eat the toasted cheese on toasted bread, but they didn't want to be mistaken for a dumb Welshman. So they denied themselves this essential pleasure. Are you kidding me? No, I'm not kidding That's you. That's so stupid. So the author, Hannah Glass, she popularized something called the English rabbit, which was more sophisticated. So they wouldn't be ashamed of admitting that they eat it. For an English rabbit, you toast the bread. And then after you toast the bread, you put it in a plate of white wine and let it absorb the white wine. Then you put butter at the bottom of the plate. Then you put cheese on the bread, then pour more wine on top. Then you put it back on top of an open flame or hot coals. And I think you cover it so that it should boil off some of the alcohol, and but you keep some of the liquid. And then the last part of the instruction says you stir it until it's mixed. And you can add mustard if you want. That's optional, but what's not optional is browning the top with a hot shovel. And I'm assuming here that shovel is like a cooking implement, maybe a fork or a spatula type No, thing. I literally think it's a hot shovel. Yeah, I don't think it's a giant shovel that you'd use for like, you know. So wait, let me get this straight. Gardening or burying someone. The toast, the beer sauce on toast is for stupid people, but the drunken white wine sandwich soup. Yeah. That's that's beaten, the sophisticated thing. That's been beaten with a shovel, with a hot shovel. Yeah. I don't know. It sounds like something Hoda and Kathy Lee would make though. Yeah. yeah, I know. So then of course, how did rabbit become rare bit? So those same rich cultured English people, they realized that, yeah, that wine 
soupy, weird thing was gross. So those same rich, cultured English people who were so insecure, they had to turn that simple, delicious snack into a mushy, whiny mess. Well, they still preferred the cheese sauce on toast, but they didn't want to call it Welsh rabbit. They were really insecure. So there is no rabbit in it. How could they call it Welsh rabbit? That's when we actually start to see the term rare bit emerge. And then it starts to become considered like a delicacy because it's a rare bit, right? Rare implying there's either a limited supply or higher quality than the other bits, I Wait, guess. Wait, rare according to who? It's it's like a... Um, I think it's just like a sound alike. No, it, no it's, it is. It's a... But it was uh, done kind of like intentionally, it seems, that it wasn't that someone's mishearing rabbit and calling it rare bit. It was... People just started calling it that and it, people who were calling it that were rich people. It wasn't like the normal working class people who ate it all the time. They weren't, they still called it Welsh rabbit. I'm going to join the do rare bit society. Yes, exactly. We all know how English feel about doing their bits. You know, rich people through their domination of the culture, they actually flip the etymology on its head. And so it kind of becomes knowledge among the upper classes and, and educated people that it really was rare bit and rabbit is the bastardization. So, which is nuts, right? Because it was rabbit and rarebit is the bastardization. So foreign visitors start calling it rarebit and in other countries, it's called Welsh rarebit. By the 1920s though, lexicographers, writers, linguists, they all debunked this myth and they said, no, really rabbit is the original, but it still persists to this day. My favorite quote from one of those writers in H.W. Fowler said, Welsh rabbit is amusing and right. Welsh rarebit is stupid and wrong. <laughs> that sounds like something our friend Nick would say. Yeah, but high-end chefs, it does sound very Nick. But high-end chefs persisted in calling it rarebit. You know, I'm guessing they were maybe a little afraid their customers were as insecure as their ancestors who initiated the original rebranding. So today you'll see it listed either way. Well, you don't want to promise people rabbit and then give them cheese on toast. Yeah, I guess, I guess that's true. And that's actually a lot of the chefs, the high-end chefs in European countries in the United States, they said, oh yeah, well, we don't want to call it Welsh rabbit because then people will think there's rabbit in Although it. Well, if you had a nice like rabbit ravioli with like the beer cheese sauce. <laughs> that's actually funny, but I, ravioli with beer cheese sauce. I think that's actually Rabbit sounds, ravioli. Yeah, that sounds funny. I had a really good rabbit ravioli. Where was that, Seattle? I don't know. I'm not really a big rabbit fan. I think it's kind of boring. Cats like it. Yeah, the cats like it. I don't know. But now you know, only pretentious people call it rarebit. So do yourself a favor, call it Welsh rabbit. But I'm pretentious. Okay, so do yourself a favor, call it Welsh rarebit, however you want to do it. It's fine with us. I don't think I ever spoke about it in my life until the last few days. So mm -hmm. I don't really have an opinion either way. Well, there you go. How about a TNA report? Yeah, let's talk fashion. Let's talk TNA. TNA report. So like I said, even for a stripper episode, I didn't even get into the TNA. Everybody looked hot. Mike's bum crack made a few feature appearances. Well, we don't actually see his bum crack. No, but Shauna is very clear that she had full-on bum crack in her face. Yes, she is clear about that. Nobody looked untasteful. Untasteful? Yeah, like there was nobody... Like distasteful? Or what's the difference between distasteful and untasteful? Distaste is bad taste. Untaste is no taste. So nobody looked like they had no taste or, or lack no, of taste? No, nobody looked like out-and-out out skanky. They all had a flavor? 
Yeah, they all had a flavor. By the way, this episode was much too saucy, okay? Yeah. Between Nas and his million conversations about sauce, and then Kana talking about the sauce, and then I think the girls are talking about sauce at one point. This episode had too much sauce. I don't know. I actually would argue that given that Kana with a G made that Welsh rabbit with just melted cheese and not cheese sauce, I think that this episode was lacking in sauce. Well, you could look at it that way too. Thank you. Okay, so we do have a few fashion items. What was with that shirt that Mike wore on the date? Just because he's in Africa does not mean he needs to wear leopard and cheetah and tiger and zebra print. See, I thought that shirt was cool. No, you didn't. I would totally wear that if I could get away with it. You did not think that shirt was cool. You laughed with me at how bad it was. I mean, it's it's really dorky. Liar! Okay, here's that. It's really dorky, but it's also the type of thing that... I would wear if I thought you would let me. Oh, absolutely not. Never. Mm -mm. I'll bring it up again. OG Connor's hair makes me so mad. It's so awful. It does nothing for him. And that picture of him with a longer hair, he looks so much better. And I'm so annoyed. Anyway. So when he had longer hair, was it like long and tied back in a ponytail type of thing? No, it was like floppy. Like kind of like a 90s look. It was cute. He looks cute. It balanced out his nose and teeth. This haircut puts all the focus on nose and teeth. And I think it distorts what is otherwise a good-looking face. Yeah, I also think that he's trying to highlight those teeth. Well, he paid enough for him, mm-hmm. but anyway. So a couple positives. I'm not totally petty. I liked Leanne's two-piece lavender bedazzled genie dress. She looked really nice in that. It looked a little cheap, but again, she looked nice in it. And then Sophie's black lace bodysuit from the night portions. Very cool. Yeah. And... That's what I've got for fashion. Cool. Well, you know what time it is. Yes, it's time to rank the couple. Oh, yeah. So this week, I think we should go top to bottom. Top to bottom. So coming in, number one, they got each other's heart racing with lap dances. They are the top of each other's lists. The top of our list as well, Paige and Finn. Paige and Finley, K-I-S-S-I-N-G. There we go. Number two, the boring, usually, but maybe this episode, actually not so boring, Mike and Leanne. Yeah, this was a good episode for both of them. I feel like I got to know both of them better. We got to see Leanne's fun, funny side more, and we got to know more about Mike. And Yeah, I feel like I'm not dreading their scenes anymore, honestly. Yeah. Um, number three, I think as much as I don't like this couple... You got to give it to Sophie and Kana with a G. No. We yeah. Disagree, we disagree about this one. I mean, I think they are, they're at number three. They like each other really clearly. They had a great day. I'm rooting for Sophie and original Connor, but I got to admit that right now, Sophie and Connor with a G, they got it going on. I disagree, but I'm not going to fight it. All right. Well, you agreed when we made the rankings, so. Well, that was then. Yeah, and this is now. Number four, Shauna and Callum. I think those two should have been flip-flopped. Yeah, I guess I can see that, but, you know, we did have Callum falling for Rebecca a little bit more than Shauna, even though Shauna liked Callum's performance the best, so. We'll see. Really, the reason that Sophie and Connor with a G got that boost, because they, along with Paige and Finn, were the only mutually excited couple. Okay. Like I said, I'm not going to argue. Yeah, and that's I think that was why we originally put them at three and Shauna and Callum There was some four. good Shauna and Callum snogging, though, carrying over from the previous episode, right? Sure. There was definitely some good snogging. Good for them. 
At number five, we have Sophie again, but this time with original Connor. Yeah, they were making some moves. That yeah. was pretty cute. Yeah, definitely shipping them. And number six, Nas and Jess, which, you know, whatever. Yeah. And in the basement by herself, making stupid faces, Shawnice. Shawnice, we love you. A little bit. Maybe a little bit. And yeah, that's the couple's. And I think that about does it for us and this episode of Little Bit Leave It. But the show's not over if you subscribe on Patreon. That's right. You subscribe to us on Patreon. Stick around for spoils of love, for spoiler-filled content for this season. We talk other seasons. Only $2 a month. So thanks, everybody, for listening. You can reach us at littlebitleaveitpodcast.gmail.com or through Patreon. So... Until next time, from Staten Island to Love Island, hasta lasagna.